Hey, hey, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Slay, the show for America's outcasts, for those who have been overlooked, underappreciated, and misunderstood. The saying goes, communication is key. We're here to start the conversation. Let's slay. Hello, ladies. Welcome, welcome back. Hello, everyone on my Facebook Live. Thank you guys again for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Slay. I hope y'all doing well. I hope blessings have come your way. I hope blessings continue to come your way. I'm really happy that you're here. Um, today we're talking doulas. We're talking healthy birth. We're talking the do's and don'ts of delivery. And it's going to be a great, great, great show. Last week we talked sex workers and adult education or adult entertainment and all of that. So now we're going to talk about what happens if, you know what I'm saying? Like you getting sexy and things go, you know, forward. (laughs) So (laughs) that's how it's going. Um, with me, I am your host, Shy Sheree. You can call me Shy. And with me, as always, is the beautiful Mariah, but you can call me Rye. Like the bread that yes. we make. Just yeah. like feel me. Wham, wham, wham. Our guest today is a good friend, Jocelyn Cunningham. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, Jocelyn is a doula. She's going to tell us a lot about her experiences um, and just educate on better health for us black women, okay? Um, as you guys know, I like to do one time four where we highlight someone or something for the week. Um, and my one time four today, one time for Naya Rivera. Um, rest in peace to Naya Rivera. Um, if you don't know, uh, Naya Rivera was the act. She was an actress on Glee. She's been in. She was act- She's an actress for a very long time. Um, about I think like maybe like thirty years. Um, and last Wednesday they found her son on a boat. Uh, were they in California? Yes. Mm-hmm. They're in California, at a lake in California. Yeah. And so she, they found her four-year-old son. He was on the boat. He had a life jacket on. They found the adult-sized life jacket still on the boat. There was no sign of her. So they've been looking oh, for her for about so a week. She didn't have a life jacket on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they found her. Um, they are saying that there's no signs of foul play or anything like that. And what it looks like is that maybe... And I guess what the information they're getting from the son is that maybe she, there was something happened. She was able to get him on the boat and couldn't get herself mm, back on. Because he kept saying, mommy, mommy didn't get back on the boat. Yeah. Um, and so that's just, it's, it's really heartbreaking. Um, but what that makes me think about, I posted yesterday and I, on Facebook and I said, this, this human form is not invincible. And that's what it really kind of makes me think about is the reality of we only live one life and it doesn't matter how much money you have, how much happy you have, how pure you live, how, how much you pray when it's your time to go, you this, you know, this human form is not invincible. So, um, one time for Naya Rivera, that, uh, our prayers and healing vibes sent to her family, to her friends and everybody that's affected by that prayers to her son. Um, cause that's going to be difficult growing up without a mom. So one time for that. Um, Speaking of moms, let's let's get the let's get the show started. Um, Jocelyn, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you and your life. Yes, <laughs> uh, my name is Jocelyn. If you don't know me, um, I am fairly fairly new still to the birth community. Um, I took my initial birth doula training last Ju- July. And um, I'm actually on call for my very first birth, and I'm very excited. <laughs> Come um, on, year anniversary and I first know, birth. First birth, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes, yes. So if she ends Super up running excited. out, y'all, it's, it's, it's real shit happening. It's going down. So uh, I got my first birth schedule, uh, hopefully within the next week. Um, I got another birth schedule in October. And I just got accepted to, um, well, I actually just was granted a scholarship to become a childbirth educator, which is wow. really oh, wow. what I want to do. Oh, so, that's so awesome. The course actually starts today, so when I leave, I gotta go hop on a Zoom call. But um, <laughs> oh, busy woman, get it done. Um, I'm loving it. On top of doing birth work, I actually work full time. I'm a, I'm a full time employee. I have three kids of my own, set of twins who are two, and then my eight year old daughter. All three girls. Oh, um, so yeah, it's busy world around here. So um, still, in, I'm also in school. Like I got a lot of stuff going on, but um, as far as like being in the birth working community and being there for birthing persons that is my passion okay uh, that's that is what i'm tied to and I, i'm gonna keep that i love so. it i love it um that's so awesome it, it really is too. um so let's start off with that. just generally what is a doula um and yeah just give us that explanation so the, or definition the quickest way i put it when someone asks what's what a doula is they're a birth coach Um, we do not give medical advice. Hmm. We are not part of your medical staff. We are your support staff through your labor, through your birth, through postpartum. Um, 
we do not do like I cannot give you medical advice. That's not why I'm here. Hmm. But my main role is to you're gonna have a birth plan. You have goals of how you want your birth to look, what it, what you want to have, what you don't want to have. And my goal is to help you stick to that plan while also helping you have comfort through the process of the labor. I was gonna say it's like a wedding planner for yeah. We advocate as in a form of like. I'm going to advocate for you to advocate for yourself. Mm. So I cannot speak on your behalf when we go into the hospital or if you have a burden center or if you have a midwife. Mm -hmm. Regardless of the situation, I cannot openly say, she don't want an epidural. I need you to be able to stand in that Okay. so you can say, I don't want an epidural because this is my birth plan and I want to stick to it. Okay. So that is one of my main goals. Okay. Yeah. So now, so that, so basically... Well, not basically, but that that difference then a midwife is who would be delivering, delivering. and they yes. have that medical Absolutely. expertise and yes. those kind of things. Yes. Okay, they go most uh, generally midwives are nurses that actually mm-hmm. turn into midwives. Okay, they also have CPMs, which are called certified professional midwives, who mm-hmm. also deliver, but they just go a different route as far as education. Goes. Okay, so the class that you are, or the certification that you're about to get, is to educate on being a doula. No, I'm, I the certification I'm working on now is being a birth doula, being a certified okay, birth doula. Okay. But I also have a certification. I'm working to a certification to be a birth educator. So like when you get pregnant and you take a class because you have no idea what pregnancy okay. is, those people. I'm okay. going to teach that class. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that is really, really cool. You. So I know for me personally, <laughs> we get to talk about pregnant and cheese. <laughs> I don't even want to have a conversation. <laughs> Y'all know. Um, but for me, I have always kind of been like dead set on if I do have kids, I want to have my kids at home yep. um, where they're going to be raised. Um, yeah. I definitely want to have a midwife. I don't. Um, and the reason that we're having this conversation today uh, is because it is becoming more and more prominent. It has always happened and been happening, but it is becoming more and more prominent uh, women of color dying or having unnecessary complications during birth. Um, we have a history of just kind of a bad relationship between women of color and doctors and being ignored or, or told that I'm the doctor. I know what I'm talking about. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, this past week, 24-year-old girl and her baby died. Uh, they are still, I guess, investigating what happened and what was going on around that. Um, another 26-year-old black girl died during an emergency uh, C-section, uh, and she was, what's the word, pre-eclamptia? Pre-eclampsia. Pre-eclampsia. Yeah. Which is just saying you have high blood pressure during your pregnancy. Um, so apparently, you know, she had been mentioning this and kept mm-hmm. saying, you know, something is wrong. And it seems like the story is the same every time. The women, we, we know our bodies, you know, um, whether it's your first time pregnant or third, but whatever it may be, you know, your bodies, um, a girl that I know recently passed away, rest in peace to Jessica. And this was her second baby. I um, just lost a friend the same way. She yeah. died. Uh, af- it was after the birth, but they are saying that it was like hemorrhaging mm-hmm. from certain things. And we really have the highest death rates of births in yeah. hospitals. Yeah. yeah. Um, Across and it's every be- race. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it's um, it's because of a, a sense of neglect. It is a sense of maybe, uh, for There's lack a of a better word, it's it. a... It, there's ego, um, a commonality of of doctors treating black women like they're all the same, like yep. like all and they your think pregnancies. That we're stronger, and right, than, uh, than you most can people. handle it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that it's an issue. Uh, so for me, just knowing that those type of things happen, I've never really trusted doctors or anything. Anyway, like I just, mm, I if I could, water can fix it. <laughs> That's pretty much how I feel about the if water can fix it. I don't want to. I don't want to go to near hospitals. I just I don't trust them. Um, so for me. Definitely looking into doulas and midwives and 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 doing the birthing at home. Um, tell me, in your experience, Jocelyn, what are some of the most common like misconceptions about giving birth at home? Um, I think that some of them just stem from that people think that the OBGYNs are top tier. Mm. And I don't have anything against OBGYNs. OBGYN delivered my children in both of my pregnancies. One experience was awful. My second experience with the twins, I thought was phenomenal. Hmm. But when you birth at, when you decide to birth at a hospital, you put a lot of things in their hands. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's just protocol, that's policy, that's just how they work. When you birth at home, you can have a healthy, natural, fun mm-hmm. experience 
at home. I think one of the things too that I mm-hmm. hear people say a lot is that they don't want like it to be painful. Like it'll be it, more painful because you're not gonna have the drugs. But that's you're just, gonna have that regardless. You you're pushing a baby. You're pushing a transition of baby to ten pound baby from the back of your body to the front. You can't skip that part. Your pelvis is doing all of this. And your pelvis has already done that. So if you if you're already pregnant and you've made it. Thankfully, if you've made it to 37, 38, 39 weeks, your pelvis has already started to expand. Your hips get wide. Mm-hmm. Your feet mm-hmm. is hurt. You don't, get, you don't get to skip the pain. <laughs> you don't get to go anywhere. <laughs> so I think that I do think that people decide not to do it at home. Just It is a fear. And a, the fear yeah. is tied to just a lack of education. Yeah. So if they're more educated about the process and realize that the process is going to happen regardless of where you are, mm-hmm. if you're going to do it at home, you're going to be more comfortable your labor is going to be easier because you're comfortable. Yep. You're in a safe space for you and mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about who's walking in the door, who's mm-hmm. doing this. You don't have to worry about three residents who are trying to come and trying to and help learn and, and yeah. learn. Yeah. You know, asking questions right. in the middle, you breathe, right. trying to stay calm. Right. And for, me, for, me, that was, for me, that was okay. I was comfortable with that, but not everybody is me. Right, so. right. Um, I think, too, that there is like... For me, there's the comfort. I think that I would find comfort in having all of that education beforehand because right. I've had friends who've had babies that tell me like they don't tell you shit until like it's happening. They like I had time. no idea. Like and I all which is this might sound like simple, but I never knew like what happened to your like stomach after you had a baby. Mm-hmm. Like where did all that fat go? And I had a friend that told me like you know they pushed all that shit out they and they didn't tell her uh-huh. like they just started. Pushing on her stomach, they didn't. They didn't tell. This is yeah. gonna hurt. They didn't. You know, none of that. Um, and they don't do it right in the hospitals all the time either. Like there should, there's a, a way to do it where it's yeah. not as painful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're just going. Yeah. Right. Not thinking about and, the muscles and actually massaging it properly. Well, and yeah. it's because some. Well, it seems to me that it's just. This is just. For you, it is, I am delivering my baby. I right. am bringing life into earth. I'm starting a family. For a doctor, it's. Another number. It's yeah, another number. Person. It's another patient. You need to be out in Get three the, days. Yep. Mm-hmm. And one thing I do want to say is I don't want, even though OBGYNs, hospitals, they get a they get a bad rap because bad stuff does happen there. There are some who are going to advocate and fight for you. Yep. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's your pregnancy. It's however you want to birth, you choose to birth, you feel comfortable, you have that right. And that is the point. Mm. You have the right if you... Don't want med. If you don't want medicine, you don't want anybody to mention medicine. You have a right to not hear the word epidural the whole time mm-hmm. you're in labor, and that is the point of having they a doula. Gonna bring it up. They're gonna bring it up, <laughs> especially and it, and it's especially when you get so far into a labor. If you've been laboring for 24, 25 hours, they want to do pitocin. We want to start jumpstarting stuff, and you don't have to do that mm-hmm. if it's not medically necessary or an emergency situation. You don't have to have that. I mean, because that's just another coin in their pocket. Quite honestly, that's like, <laughs> that's like, um, like if you know how much epidural costs, right? You know what I mean? Right. That makes sense. Yep. And that's the, like and even the person that has to administer it. Yeah, the anesthesiologist yeah. get charged for <laughs> yep. that. And I yep. think when you get into a hospital setting, is very not all hospitals, but some of them are very. We we need to turn this room over quick because we got somebody else coming mm-hmm. in. Literally, and so you get that forty eight the- to seventy two hours to be in that room, and that's it. That's it. And it doesn't. And, and that's where when complications come in, and yep. you see these stories of women that rush, are saying there's you're something to rush wrong. A natural progression yep. that's gonna happen anyway. Yep. Um, yeah. Even down to the 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 matter of like laying down when you're giving birth yes, and being in that, that position like, of being please laying talk about down. That like, is the most, and this, it was very, it was hammered in training. That is the worst position mm-hmm. to give birth. When you are ready to push and you want the baby to come out, you want to be squatting. Mm-hmm. You want to be on your knees. You kind of, people go on all fours, which is fine. It is perfectly normal for you to not see your baby. Like you don't have to look down. Mm-hmm. You can be facing the other way and the baby can come out backwards. That's perfectly normal. You can give birth to a breech baby and that's perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. What? How do you think that this happened back in the day? Right. Before they <laughs> yeah. had You right. find what's comfortable for you. And that's you. gravity. Your body naturally Completely. That's so it. if you're standing up squatting and the baby's coming down, the baby's going to come down because gravity's, gravity's exactly. on your side. That's how you hear about women that, like, when people didn't know they was pregnant, having their baby in the toilet and yeah, stuff like that. Because, because that gravity is just, yeah. Yep, you got that release yep. there. And, and it's funny, though, because... Do you poop laying down? 
Right. Right. You don't. Exactly. <laughs> right. And, and even even like squatty potty, they tell you to bring your knees yeah. up because it's moving Clean. off. It's right. It yep. moves everything yep. in that area. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, and I always think it's kind of interesting when I see some of those stories because I've um or I, I think there was like a show on TLC that you, I didn't know I was pregnant. It's a whole oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. series. Yeah. Um, but a I lot of those show. women, like a lot of those women that did have their babies like on a toilet or like whatever, yeah. they talk about not experiencing pain that they would have expected or the pain that you hear about being in labor mm-hmm. one because they didn't know but two because they were in a position where the baby was yeah. naturally coming out so it wasn't as painful and you're less likely to tear you're less likely exactly. to need more stitches you're less mm-hmm. if you are in a standing squatting position yep. versus just laying on your back um tell us about if you don't mind about your birth stories and yeah. your experiences so um with my oldest cassidy i got pregnant with her when i was 18 so I actually had a black OBGYN. Um, it was not a great experience. Mm. I just want to re- I just want to reiterate: not all black people are not for knocking, us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so They're not. It was a very, very just the process of being pregnant with the OBGYN was just a very terrible experience. Mm. I felt like a number. I felt like I just felt like another person on the schedule. Mm-hmm. So when I actually gave birth, um, the OBGYN who's on call actually delivered my daughter, which was another thing. I had never even met her. Wow. So, I know. I never mm. even met her. Um, I ended up... I'm not going. I just, hold on. <laughs> I'd have been like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because... Mm-mm. And that happens a lot. It does. Though. That happens a lot. You yeah. even see that kind of representation like on TV. TV. Absolutely. You see that a lot. Absolutely. It happens all the time. Mm. So, but with Cassidy, um, I went into labor. At, I started laboring at work and I didn't know I was in labor. I was in labor like the whole day I was at work. Wow. Didn't even know. Felt the contractions, wasn't thinking even, I was able to move and do everything. So when I finally got to the hospital, um, when we got there, it was, it seemed pretty normal. It was fine. They were telling me, they told me on the spot, you gonna have a baby today. I was like, okay, cool. So my mom ended up coming and I, a lot of things I started questioning after I had Cassidy was after, was going back and thinking of questions my mom was asking because they ended up breaking my water. Hmm. And my mom was like, well, why are you breaking her water? Their excuse, quote unquote, was that her heart rate was fluctuating. So we break into water, we got Pitocin, all of a sudden I'm just feeling these contractions. I've never felt anything like this in my life. What is, let me stop, what is Pitocin? Pitocin is, they, it's a drug that they can give you to speed up labor. labor. Okay. Um, they give it to you via IV, mostly. Okay. Now, um, Jocelyn, doesn't that sometimes normally they'll make the baby's heart rate drop once you receive Pitocin? Well, her, rate, her heart rate didn't drop. Be- they gave me Pitocin after. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not something I know particularly about. Okay. Um, but I do know that Pitocin speeds up your contractions. Hmm. So all of a sudden, I'm just feeling all this pain because mm-hmm. I got Pitocin. So, of course, as I'm feeling all this pain, the, first, the very first question is, do you want an epidural? Mm-hmm. I'm 19 years old. I'm not educated. I... I did not have the luxury of taking a childbirth education class because mm-hmm. of my finances. I didn't know anything. Yes, I want an epidural. Had an epidural. I was pretty comfortable most of the time. I didn't. I couldn't feel anything, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually pushed her out in like 20, 25 minutes. Oh, wow. Didn't feel anything. And thinking back on it now, I kind of wish I would have. Like feeling the experience of bringing a life earthside is phenomenal and yeah. I didn't get to experience that yeah. she ended up being perfectly fine she mm. was healthy she was a great baby she was a fantastic baby um, we stayed in the hospital three days One, we just stayed an extra day because she had some issues with her bladder and that mm. was it so with the twins the twins my pregnancy with the twins was smooth into my third trimester smooth <laughs> smooth smooth selling um, my baby B who is actually Emerson who is my youngest um her placenta was in front, so when we had ultrasounds, it was very hard to see her and catch her heart rate because of how her placenta was placed. Okay. Um, and so for that, and then just the possibility of... T- she was breached my entire so you have fraternal twins? I do. Okay. So yeah, they had their own sac. They had their own placentas. They were completely separated hmm. in the womb. Um, there was a lot of questions raised by my doctor because she was breached, and he was not pushing C-section at the time. He was like, I, I think you're fine. We can deliver a breach. Most times what happens is baby A comes out, baby B flips, she'll come right out. Breach mean, meaning upside uh, down. Upside down. Okay. So she will be coming out feet first. Feet first, yeah. Yep. Um, that so that was uncomfortable. That sounds so... Because it's like you think that you're good. Yeah. And then yeah. like toes and And then the, and then yeah. the head and shoulders come oh. out. Oh, oh, my uterus. Oh, oh no. my uterus. I was like, no. Squeeze it down. Put it back. 
Can I just jiggle it around? <laughs> Shake this mug. Flip it first. So she was breaching. I ended up going into preterm labor at 30 weeks. Um, so I was on strict bed rest. Mm. And so then the conversation was brought up that a C-section would be likely because Emerson was breached, because I was preterm, she may not, there are words where she may not survive coming out. If she, if her lungs are not fully developed enough to hold, because, you know, babies hold their breath when they come through, mm-hmm. when they come oh, through wow. the canal coming out. I yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. So they hold their breath. And if her lungs are not strong enough to hold her breath, I may not be able to, I may be pushing out a dead baby essentially. Right. So with that, trusting my OBGYN, I did a C-section. Still had a great experience. Had a lot of regret afterwards because I really wanted to have a vaginal birth for mm-hmm. the twins. Really, yeah. really. I was so in tune with my body mm-hmm. and was so comfortable. Yeah. I was in a hospital. I knew I was going to be in a hospital and I felt like I robbed myself of that experience. So once the twins were born, that's when I started looking into doulas. That's when I started looking into why did I get this education? I'm very much, I can accept it. I can feel it. You know, why I didn't get the, why didn't I get this education? And that's how the whole doula thing started. Mm. So now that you know the things that you know, would your birth have been able to be vaginal? I think it would have. Okay. Mm. But that would have been my call. I would have been able to make that decision that I didn't want to have a C-section. So. Can you, sorry, can you like take over for a second so I can look because I feel like. I'm getting a ticket. Absolutely. How are you getting I mean, a ticket? I don't know. I could have sworn I had two hours, but I, he you lurking did. over there. Let me just go. You saw it, right? I did. Yeah. One moment, y'all. Just take, ask some <laughs> questions. I'll be right back. Um, be okay, back. so with that, um, I know that when you are breech, you can, they have certain methods where you can move and yes. move a baby. Uh-huh. Would that have been a situation that you could have done since you had twins? Probably so. Okay. Once baby A came, came out, out yeah. yeah, it yeah. would have been like a... yeah. That's I cool. was very in the mindset that I wanted to have a non-medicated birth, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do that on my own. Yeah, and I think I personally do think that if Aaron, which is baby A, when she came out, she was ready to come out. Like as soon as I start, she was ready. She, she was, was sitting right there. She was ready. <laughs> so as soon as stuff started opening, she was moving, and they had to. They essentially rushed me into a C-section because. Mm. She was so ready to come out. She was about to start coming down before they could even get me into the OR. Gotcha. Uh, but I think I would have, once she was able to come out, even if she would have been able to come out and then we would have had to do something else for Emerson, I would have accepted that. Right, that's what I was going to ask next. Yeah. Like, would you be able to birth? And then, okay, you so. Can, you can, like, if there's a situation where baby A comes out and baby B has to be, has to come out for any medical reason via C-section. We, like, when you have twins here, just at the hospital I was at, you have to give birth in OR for that reason. Just in Just case. Just in case. That makes yeah. sense. So um, I know a lot of people are told you can't have a VBAC after you have a C-section. You can't. But I know that's not true. That's not true. So That's what it is. It's vaginal birth after cesarean. So, exactly so why is it that, um, well, I know for money purposes, but why is the, the science behind why they tell people that you can't? It's, there's no science behind it. <laughs> if we, I mean, there's no science behind it. It's... Some hospitals, like there's a hospital here in Indianapolis that does not let anybody do VBACs. So do they just think that like because you did a, a C-section once, your body's not going to properly birth? Like I don't know. That's hmm. not. A, I have no idea. And it's very, very intriguing because people do it all the time. Are we talking V-back. vaginal birth after, after C-section? C-section? Yep. Is that so? You not? They tell you you not. You can't do that. There's they tell people that all the time. All the time. Huh. And it's very. You have to give a lot of pushbacks in a lot of situations to advocate for yourself to say that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And people do it all the time. Why though? I don't. That doesn't like that doesn't that's even what we're sound talking about. Yeah. money. I was asking her. She is really still lurking over here, and I'm just trying to fix. She's just <laughs> lurking around my car, and I can't. <laughs> Understand what's going on. I don't want to. Did you go it. check the meter? I'm about, to, I'm about to just go check it. I'll be back. I'll be back. Again. What if it's from? Up, what if it's from away. last week? What if they have you like in the in a queue? <laughs> they found your car. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I'm just like my best friend. She has a about to be six. Our birthdays are the same day. Oh sweet. But she has a six year old um, and then the twins. Mm-hmm. And with the first one, she had a C section. Mm-hmm. And then of course with the twins, they told her you have to have a C section, and she did it because mm-hmm. she didn't have. Didn't think that she could. And so, I was like, girl, you don't have to. She's like, they said I did, and I'm like. All right. And there are some hospitals that require it. That is not something I can speak on behalf of that. Because that doesn't too much make sense to me. It could be for 
I don't know, maybe they don't want to, if there's infection or, you know, because the scar could, the scar sometimes could rupture. That's not common, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, what you said is probably the money behind it. I mean, you got to think of how much money a C-section makes, how much money that makes just one, what she said? <laughs> Just one C-section because you got to have anesthesiology. You got to have the medicine. Mm-hmm. You got to have. Mm-hmm. And when I had the twins, I had a neonatologist and two NICU nurses. I had. What is a neonatologist? A neonatologist is a physician that is for babies. Just a, it's it's for babies. Yes. Okay. And they normally, um, they're in NICUs, which is the newborn ICU. Gotcha. And so that's where they, that's where they work. And, uh, <laughs> they're repairing the meter. That's why she's still over there because I'm parked right in front of it. Oh, okay. got you. <laughs> yeah. Remember, oh, it's because I told you. Remember, I told you they wouldn't take coins. Oh, yeah. That's right. it's, sometimes they do that and they come right and fix them. Sorry, y'all. I had to. I will not give the city of Indianapolis no twenty dollars. <laughs> I will not. That's who paying for it. That's who paying for the. <laughs> that's who paying for the black lives. Did I break something? I don't know. <laughs> okay, we're back. Sorry. Um, we were still talking about VVAX, and okay. then we got into um, how her cesarean went and why, like, it's so costly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, because you have to pay. You got an OBGYN. You have a backup to the OBGYN who literally does nothing. Hmm. You have anesthesiologists. You have a labor, L&D nurse, a labor delivery nurse. Mm-hmm. You have a neonatologist. And in my, well, in my situation, I had a neonatologist and I had two nurses from the NICU because I had twins. Mm-hmm. Um, just imagine how much they get paid. That's a All lot of, of them got to get That's paid. That's just people. Wow. We're not even on medication. Medication, processing, You still have time. to get a form of an epidural. You still have um, the stuff that they have to clean you off. Like they charge you for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my baby B, the one who was breathing, she came out. She was not breathing. They charged me to resuscitate her. Wow. And it was like a, a $1,500 charge. Wow. Yeah. You get charged for that. She wow. can't help that. I can't help that. You get charged for that. That is really fucking everything. ridiculous. They charge for to everything. To save a life. You charge me. That's a part of the process. But you yeah. know what? That's so crazy because my dad, my daddy used to say like, "Don't be an organ." And he was, you know, he was into like conspiracy theory and everything. But he would say that like, "Don't be an organ donor on your license, or if something happens to you, they're not gonna save you." Right. And I used to always think like, eh, like they're doctors, like they're they have to save you, no, but they, don't. they definitely don't. Especially not us people of color. They they don't yeah. have to save you, and they if they organ donor or not, if they can. I don't want to say if they can avoid saving you, but sometimes that's kind of what it seems like. Um, uh, and then let's talk about a little bit, sorry to switch topics, but you were talking about the doctor that got put on leave. Oh, talk yeah. about that a little bit. Um, because I, I think that not only is is there a fault with a lack of care from the healthcare workers, but then there's also a fault with the hospitals and the places that they work for that don't investigate afterwards or that, you know what I mean? Don't do anything and about it. It's medical just like, board. Yeah. This, this came from the medical board. So this was in, I believe this was in California. This happened in California in 2019, the death happened in 2019. There was a doctor in California who, um, OBGYN had a patient come in, give birth, after she gave birth, um, he pulled her placenta out. Um, you do not have to pull the placenta out. Mm. It comes out on its own. On its own. own. <laughs> it's, that's exactly. it's called afterbirth. It's, it's called kinda... afterbirth. It comes out on its own. So essentially, he pulled out her placenta. Um, she, of course, started bleeding. Mm. And she had went into cardiac arrest twice. He did not perform life-saving measures. And for that, for that death, he... Um, he only got five years probation from the medical. This is from the medical board. This is not a criminal. This mm-hmm. is just medical board. So under the stipulations of the medical board, he can still see patients, but mm-hmm. just as a supervision, he has to have supervision for another OBGYN. He can only do it like certain periods of a, per- a woman's pregnancy, whatever. Mm. How does that make sense? Mm. And uh, on top of this, this doctor in 1997 and 1999 was involved in two other pregnancies, births, labor that, um, Either the mother or the child died. Wow. He was only on probation for three years for that. Wow. He um, is on, he he started his probation June 26, but they gave him the sentence on June 3rd, and he was allowed to practice those 23 days until wow. his probation started. Wow. 
So wow. he's on probation. He and he also has currently has another um wrongful death suit for a patient that died in 2019. <laughs> so this essentially this is a serial killer. Right. We can basically. call it what right. it is. Basically. We can call it what it is. And I don't know if I know the patient that he's serving probation for was um, a Latinx woman, but we, I don't know the the races of any other other women. But I would not be surprised if, if they are if, if they were all yeah. Around. That is horrible. Oh, yeah. And I mean, we have to, we can't we have to look at it and what it is. It's systematic racism in, yep. within the healthcare system. This is this does not just happen. In black women, black women are two times. I think it's three four, times. It's four times. Four, four times, times more, more likely, likely to, to die than white women giving birth. Yep. yep. And we can call it anywhere. It's, and it's not just birth. It's in medical Any, period because anything. I've never given birth to just being a woman that had a womb issue. As many times as I've been to the hospital and all the surgeries I've had and things of that nature, I specifically remember this Asian doctor at Eskenazi mm-hmm. told my husband, my BP is high, heart rate's high than a mug because my body is going through it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm so used to it, though. I'm not screaming, crying. I'm just kind of crying, and he's holding my hand. We're, like, meditating, and I'm breathing. Right. She comes in the room, and she goes, I don't think she's in that much pain. See? <laughs> he said, do you see her heart rate? She hasn't slept in three days. I just want her to go to sleep. She said, well, I'm, I'm not going to give her more than um, 800 ibuprofen. He said, can Jeez. I see her chart? He pulled it because I just had a colonoscopy at that same hospital mm-hmm. a week prior. He was like, what's that say? And it says she cannot have NSAIDs because she has ulcers, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, so you're going to give her an NSAID anyway? Yeah. She was like, yeah, that's all I'm going to give her. I'm not giving her a narcotic. No. <laughs> that happens I, all the time. I got up. I took my own syringe. I was like, take this out of me. We about to go. Yeah. I don't, I'll just be at home. Yeah. If I'm going to still be in pain, I'll just go home. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens all the time. All the time. And, and it's, it's not, not just birth. You have to look at the health. I mean, when you look at health disparities in the just in the black community, high blood pressure, heart disease is one of the top two killers mm-hmm. of black and brown people. But you don't you when you go when they go in, you don't treat them for what they need to be treated for. Yep. You they also there is no Y'all gonna get me started. There's <laughs> Come on. No. Come on. That's why we're here. You have to think about the barriers to healthcare that we have. Yeah. When you think about the Far East Side, I grew up, born, raised on the Far East Side. How many hospitals, hospitals. do you see on the Far East Side? One. Community You north. got Community North. You got, who else is on the Far East? Community, community North. North. Not Community North. Um, community East. East. Community, community East. East. Yeah. Is St. Vincent? Oh, no. North. It's North. Okay. It's North But... And then you have to think you got the Eskenazis like scattered all over. Mm-hmm. But like there's still barriers. People don't have cars. People don't have access that's to That's what I was going to say. Transportation. Uh, an ambulance? I, I, had, you, you I knew this kid. You an ambulance? You, you, you that's, get that's a like 1500 Yeah, that's like 10, Yep. Yep. So My, um, I had barriers. a friend that, I had a friend in college that, um, he was an athlete. And I think, I think it was like, I can't even remember. I want to say, it was like a sprain or like a torn AC. It was something that he had to end up, he ended up going to the hospital for. And, um. Somebody had mentioned to him, like, had asked him, like, do you want me to drive you or you want to get an ambulance? He's like, let's just ambulance, you know what I'm saying? We've already called for it, whatever. And it was like $15,000 to move him five miles. And this was in Muncie. So, you know what I'm saying? Everything in Muncie is very close together. It was was like a good $15,000 bill. The bill for the ambulance was more than the bill for what he got treated for. Like, that shit is crazy. That shit's crazy. And then, but outside of even like a financial uh, part of it, there is just a lack of education. Completely. Like I said, I'm the type of person that like, I can fix it myself. I'm not trying to deal with no hospitals. I'm just, and I'm just scary in that way. Thing, like I'm not. And the thing is, there is so, you can, you can yell it from the rooftops, but you also have to think about the barriers to the lack of education. Mm-hmm. For people who are not educated, there are black and brown people who grew up and just did not have the finances mm-hmm. or the means to get to school, to finish a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. So then yep. you, you have to tie in all of that. It just, it ties into everything, yeah. and that's the that's the part that sucks. Because if you fix one thing, you gotta you have to fix it at the root. Mm-hmm. And until we can build some grocery stores off Thirty Eighth and yep. whatever on Forty yep. Second and Post, mm-hmm. you ain't got no grocery stores. No. You know you got a liquor store though. You, you got that on that every liquor corner. Store on every corner. On every but corner. We don't have fair means to um, fresh produce. Yep. You know what I mean. Food deserts. Food deserts. Food and, deserts. And but you can get drunk. And hospital deserts. Yep. yep. You, but you can get drunk. But you can you get, get drunk. And then when you you're trying have, to get lit. And then the options you have around you are fast food. I say, and you oh, gonna get yep. some fried chicken yep. from the you gas station. You can, yep. to, you can get that. But if you have heart disease, how is that gonna? Mm-hmm. How is that gonna help you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. 
in my personal experience, and then I want to kind of talk about a little more about your experience of just dealing with hospitals and everything. Um, in August, I <laughs> got a little baby strapped up. Um, last August, I miscarried. I've never been pregnant, never had no pregnancy scare, never, you know what I'm saying, nothing. I literally like found out on a Tuesday that I was pregnant, and by Thursday, I wasn't pregnant anymore. Um, and, and actually, don't know, was not told for certain that it was a miscarriage. So what happened, I found out on a Tuesday, I went that day to get an ultrasound, um, and they wanted me to wait until like maybe three days later or whatever. Um, that was the only appointment they had available. So the next day... I was spotting a little bit. I was talking to a couple of my friends, and they were like, that's probably implantation bleeding. You know, mm-hmm. you're fine. Um, the next day, I was at work, and I was like, I, don't, I feel fine. Like, my body doesn't hurt. But every time I go to the bathroom, I'm seeing blood. And this is more than what the people mm-hmm. at the clinic told me that I should be seeing. So by the time I got off work, it was like a, a period flow, mm-hmm. which I don't even get my period is not even regularly, it's light as shit, like don't even need like a panty line type of thing. Um, And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to urgent care. So I ended up going to an urgent care. At the urgent care, they told me that they didn't have the equipment to do anything. If there was something wrong, they sent me to an ER. Yeah. I sat in that waiting room in the ER by myself and basically like miscarried for for four hours sitting waiting. And I'm going up and I'm telling the receptionist, I'm like, I think something's wrong. Like, I think I know something's wrong. Like, I think I'm having, I don't know what's, what's happening, but I just, I know that I'm pregnant and what's happening to me is not supposed to be happening. And she's like, okay, you know, you just gotta, you gotta kind of just got to wait. We're only, you know, we're only taking like dire emergencies right now. Like those were her words to me. Like we are only, we're taking in not first come first serve, but like based on level of severity Mm -hmm. to which in my mind, I'm thinking I'm possibly losing my first fucking baby. That's pretty goddamn severe. Uh, But the hospital didn't give a shit about that. Mm -mm. So uh, once I finally got to the back, they told me that they couldn't locate anything on an ultrasound. Um, and they ended up actually giving me like a shot. I can't remember what it was called, but they ended up saying, you know, we can't locate. You've already, you know, passed a lot of blood. They asked me if I had passed anything that seemed like like a clot. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, okay, that's probably like the fetus. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go ahead and give you this shot. It's going to kill the rest of the cells. Yeah. So I ended up going to like, for maybe like four, four or five weeks, I was going to a follow-ups. Um, where they were just t- tracking my hormone levels until it went down to zero. Yeah. And that was how they ended up. They they told me I was atopic at first. That's what they told me at the hospital. And then as I'm going to the follow-ups, they were saying, oh, we think it might be a miscarriage because your homo- hormones are dropping at a really, really, really fast rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the drug or whatever the shot was that they gave me, it wasn't supposed to happen like that. Um, and throughout that whole experience, I just remember feeling like, Nobody here gives a shit about like there is a there's a mental side to it. There's a psychological side to that as well. So when you're I couldn't imagine being about to have a baby. I couldn't imagine being like nine months pregnant, feeling like something's wrong, telling the doctor like something is fucking wrong. And you telling me like, no, you cool. You straight. You straight. I don't know what that would do to your brain. Um, But that was the most discomforting part for me was just feeling like. They are these doctors are sitting in my face smiling and telling me that they're here for me and none of my questions are getting answered. Right. I don't even know what questions to ask right. because I've never been in this position before. But right. nobody is giving a fuck about educating me or or letting me know, talking me through the process of what's happening to mm-hmm. me. And that is it's disheartening. It's very discomforting. Um, mm-hmm. And but but because I had already felt like this, but especially because of that experience, I am so like dead set on having a doula, having, yep. having birth at home, edu- having all of that education before I even get pregnant. You know what yeah. I mean? Just knowing what that looks like because sex ed that we got in high school, middle school, that don't, that, that's <laughs> not fucking, that is not sex education. No. That is and not. And one thing um, I do want to mention, there are certain, just in resources for anybody. There are uh, end of life doulas that help with situations like mm-hmm. that. Um, they're called end-of-life doulas. End so of life you, doulas. There are some people who want to have a doula when they have an abortion mm-hmm. or when you have a miscarriage. Or, um, like, for instance, if I was in a situation where I had a mom who was full-term and then something happened, I probably would refer her to an end-of-life doula mm-hmm. after she and I erupted what right. we had going on. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, they study much different materials than like a birth doula or a postpartum doula would. Mm-hmm. So they would be able to help through that. Most definitely. Um, 
it goes back to that conversation of just like therapy and like breaking Absolutely. this, breaking the stigma that black people don't need therapy Please or that therapy. we don't go to Please therapy for anything. Go for therapy. anything. I, I said for anything. Time, you need therapy. Girl. Straight up. And go it's not an therapy. insult. It's not an insult. It's not. That's why they're You there. don't have to be crazy to go, go to, to therapy. therapy. No. Um, I just totally looked at the time and like lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just. I think it's so important, it's just especially women of color, to understand that just because you don't have that education doesn't mean that you can't get it. Right. It's never too late. Never. Go um, get it. You, you, you know, from, and from what I'm hearing, like, I, I don't give a damn if you're eight months ready to pop and you've been dealing with a hospital this whole time, you do have options. You do. Um, yes, yeah. you do. A lot of, there's a lot, there's a big misconception, but... Um, Especially if you're going from an OBGYN to a midwife. Mm -hmm. Midwives are much more flexible in things like that. So if you're going to go from doctor to doctor, that might be harder. Mm -hmm. But you always have options. Even if you can't, they won't release you from care or you can't go to another OBGYN, you know you want an OBGYN. Find the person within a pra that practice that you want mm -hmm. to see. If you vibe more, you vibe better with someone else, that's fine. Switch to them. Yep. You have all those options. And please don't think about like, it's, it's kind of like... Uh... It's kind of like when your doctor asks you if you're sexually active and your mom is in the room type shit. Like, don't think about that. Like, don't I? I, I when I was younger, I guess, um, and started like setting up my own doctor's appointments, shit. I was always like, for whatever reason, I always had this anxiety about like not necessarily hurting my doctor's feelings, but yeah. just like not, I didn't want to like judging it. me yeah. and shit like oh, that. You know what I'm saying? It. But holding back information is is, is more damaging than anything than the it embarrassment is. that you might feel because from. When you are able to put information out there and you have someone that you trust, they instantly become an advocate. Mm -hmm. They know who you are. They care about you. A lot of doctors do. So a lot of times you get that relationship. Mm -hmm. Tell everything. And they also can to, give yeah. you that education. Like I said, like I didn't know what questions to ask. I think that having somebody that is dedicated to you, yes, you know, you're, you're not the only baby that your midwife is going to deliver or, right. you know, has delivered or whatever, but... She cares about you. They, Absolutely. they, they. That's that is a part of when their training feel and like job. You passionate, the yeah. yeah. People, I mean, people pick things for a reason. I, I truly believe that midwives pick that. They are super passionate mm -hmm. about that. You can ask any midwife. You can ask any doula. You can. That's they're tied to mm -hmm. that. That's a dedication in that because they have those feelings yep. mm -hmm. and they want you to have a healthy birth. We mm -hmm. want to see a baby come out. And, and they can give you those options. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're not going to tell you this is what you need to do. And it, it's almost like, it's almost like parents telling kids because I said so. Right. Like that's that's how when I read these stories, that's what it sounds like. The doctor says, "Well, it's because I said so. I'm the doctor here. How are you gonna tell me? You know yeah, what I mean?" And, 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 and something like terrible that. ends up happening. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that experience at all. Because um, even when I have people who I've had uh, birthing persons who come to me and we do a cons consultation, we don't fit. Yeah. But I got three or four of the doulas that I can get you in touch with that I think would be great mm -hmm. for you. Because I still do think you have a right to have this resource. Yep. I'm not going to mm -hmm. rob you from that because yep. you don't want to hire me. Absolutely. We have plenty. Of, I have a network of people I can And I it's can not, it's, it's, it's so a passion many. for, yeah. it's not about a dollar. It's, it's not, not about making that money. I specifically charge what I charge because it's not a dollar. Yep. I charge lower and a lot of doulas don't, don't like that because you want to get paid for what you're worth and I get it. But there are people who... I do this because there are people in low income situations mm -hmm. in uh, black or, you know, black communities in LGBTQ communities mm -hmm. who don't have people that they can trust because they, but they need this. Yep. And I'm going to do that. I Regardless know if you don't, can't pay me a penny. That yep. will not charge uh, young mothers of color. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. She's like, I, she's like, I just don't. And I, I even to. like, I, I've had a client where I'm like, name your price. What, she, what can she'll, you she'll afford? She'll do that too. She'll like, what can you afford? And okay, whatever. And she'll still give you the whole everything. Full spectrum I'm still gonna give you everything you, because yep. you deserve it. You you yep. have that right. She's like, I charge Absolutely. the people who because have black it, lives matter. Yep, yeah. Because black lives matter. Yeah. You need it, and there you gonna especially if you knew if you're in low income, you're more at risk for being manipulated. You yep. don't have the education. Yep. Even if I can show you how to do a birth, even if you don't want to hire a doula and you don't know, but you know what you want to do for your birth. You can pay me $20 and we can go and do a birth plan. Mm. So you have a birth plan, even if you don't want anybody else in the room, because you still need that. Yep. So yep. Yep. definitely. Absolutely. Well, I like that. <laughs> Thank you, Jocelyn, You're for joining welcome. us. Is there anything else that you want to, we're going to start wrapping now. Is there anything else you want to? No, I think anything? you guys asked some really good questions. So. Yeah. And I just think like she was saying about 
talking about what's going on with you. Don't ever feel like you're talking too much or like, mm-hmm. oh, they're not listening. If you feel that way, like she said, switch. Because I got to the point where I would bring my whole packet to a doctor's office. Mm. I've had procedures. I've had surgeries. I have pictures. Yep. I have uh, levels of my blood pressure and things that were happening at these times. Matter yep. of fact, all the questions you got. Here to, here's your answer yep. to them. Yep. You now, can read that and then come back in the room and mm-hmm. see whatever else you need to know. Mm-hmm. That's how I started doing doctors because Hell I yeah. know my body. You're not going to tell me mm-hmm. that this didn't happen or I didn't have that. Are you sure? I'm absolutely sure. Here's a picture of it. Yep. Yep. Right there. Yep. So, yeah, you definitely, even if you're going to use um, traditional medicine or Western medicine as your go-to, know yourself. Yeah, definitely. And there's nothing wrong with using traditional medicine. Mm-mm. No, we're no one here today is saying you don't need to, don't have an OBGYN. You have to go with who you trust. Mm-hmm. You have to go with what's, if that is what's feel, what feels good to you, go with it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that, but be educated. And uh, know that sense. you have options. Absolutely. Know that just because that's the tradition does not mean that that's necessarily what's right for to you. That tradition. Right. So you can. have an OBGYN, you can have a doula too. Yeah. You know, I don't have to be there just because you got a midwife. You got mm-hmm. an OBGYN, that's perfectly fine. You want to have a medicated birth, you want to have an epidural, and that is in your birth plan. Perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there to make sure that your birth plan goes. Is it possible? Do midwives have access to that type of stuff? Like if I wanted to have birth at home with a midwife and still, for whatever reason, wanted an epidural? It would depend It would depend on the midwife. Mm. Um, I don't know if they carry medicines like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. When you're in a hospital setting, more than likely, they, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as birthing at home, I'm not sure. Okay. It would depend on the midwife you would go with. Mm-hmm. Or the birthing at a birthing center. center, would they have Maybe. things like that too? They probably could. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now, I definitely want to, um, even when I was little, for whatever reason, I was just like, I don't have baby at home. Yeah. Yeah. I super yeah. Yeah. You know what? I that's, honestly. That's how they've always done it. Yeah. Before yeah. hospital, hospital beds yep. happen. My cousin was born in her, in her, in her hallway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the People house had that she grew up in. In their grandma's house on the floor. I think know, I always, like, I think the first thought of like wanting to have a home birth for me was just like seeing somebody give birth in a in a pool. Mm-hmm. Like in a pool in their yeah. house. And I was like, that shit looks tight. Like yeah. <laughs> that yeah. seems like less. Or even like Kourtney Kardashian. When I seen Kourtney Kardashian deliver her baby and she pulled him out herself. Yeah. Like in that pool, I said that didn't look like she was in a lot of discomfort at all. Like, ah, I could and do that. And she could have when you get to a point where that baby, your adrenaline is mm-hmm. pumping. You got to so you're really not even thinking. You're about not it. even thinking about it. You worry about how I'm gonna get this baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then as soon as you see the head, you get excited. Your adrenaline is pumping. Yeah. So then let me let me just go down there and help. And that happens a lot. Yeah, Aww. I watched That's this video um, recently. This girl, she had to be like in her early 20s, and she's like. She's walking, and you can see her water just falling out of her. She has on a dress. And her husband's like, come on, babe, come on. And the nurse runs outside. She said, uh-uh, y'all not going to make it. Oh, it was Squat. a midwife. She was a midwife. Yeah, yes, I seen that video. And the cops are like, do we need to help you? She goes, nope, the baby's just coming yeah. now. It's okay. Yeah. Pop, catch <laughs> the baby. The and they just walk in the hospital. The core is still connected. They just walk in. Wow. <laughs> that, is, that is what your body is wow. made for. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Shout out to all the moms. Yes, Shout out moms. to all you mommies-to-be. Super mom. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, This has been great. Shout out to Jocelyn. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I really, really appreciate you. you. I've I've been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah. With us today. And we're going to have to do like a a follow up. Like we're going to have to do a follow up once we've had a couple births. Yes. We have to know that goes. How your class is going. All of that. We got to bring her back. For sure. Absolutely. Hopefully when I come back, I'll be a child educator. Yes, you will. You will. We're going to make that happen. For sure. Um, All right. So as you guys know, I like to wrap the show with some better black news and with some could be worse. So we're going to do the could be for worse first so we can end on a good and a high note (laughs) high note see what i did there (laughs) y'all don't see what i did there yet but you will soon all right so could be worse if you don't know i i am really active on this page called fmylife.com it's just like uh it's set up almost like twitter and people just tweet like shitty things that have happened to them so this is just a (laughs) reminder to count your blessings um today's could be worse Today, at seven months pregnant, I have come to accept the morning sickness isn't going to ease off. It is so severe that I do not make meal choices based on calories or even cravings, rather on how bad it'll taste when it comes back up. Damn. Fuck my life. Could be worse. Could be worse. You know what I'm saying? I I wish you all the easiest of pregnancies. (laughs) The easiest and most educated of pregnancies. Morning sickness ain't no hoe. Let me tell you. I heard it's not. I can, you know, throwing up in college is like the closest, you know. (laughs) 
and that <laughs> is terrible. So I can't imagine. I can't imagine a, a human that I'm creating doing that to me. The betrayal. <laughs> the betrayal. Um, better black news. So I celebrated a birthday on the eighth. Cancer babies, boop boop. But my little boo over here is going to be celebrating her birthday at the end of July. July 25th is your birthday, right? No, 31st. 31st is the birthday. last day of the month. Oh, whose birthday is July 25th? I don't know. Not mine. <laughs> 31st, July 31st. So she's a Leo, you know. She didn't, she didn't make the cancer cut. Um, Mariah is going to be hosting the Rise. Is it Rise Up? Nope. Rise Dinner. Rise Dinner Party. It is going to be amazing. Tell us about it. So I am a vegan chef and I dabble a little bit in herbal infusions. So for my birthday last year, I threw an event called Artitude and I was like, I'm gonna make it a series. So we're doing another Artitude event series, but this time it's the Rise Can of Dinner. It is going to be educational as well as very entertaining. We're going to have some live art. There's going to be a girl getting body painted on. You're going to have um, a little bit of dancing. Yes, titties be some titties around. A little titties and ass. And she fine too. Um, There's going to be some musical performances. Just a couple. Um, There's also going to be some bomb butt tenders. They're very attractive. So they're going to be awesome to look at. And everybody has a great personality. This is the host Hello. for the evening. <laughs> Tis so, I. Yeah. Your host. You already know it's going to be lit. <laughs> it's going to be lit. Um, the tickets are $65 pre-sale. I think I have two more pre-sale tickets. They're Hell $75 yeah. after that. You get um, basically like a five-course meal. They're going to be small bites of food, three savories, two sweets. The menu is only available to people who have tickets, so I'm not going to tell you what I'm making, mm. but I can tell you right now, it's going to be Fire. And you also get high, You definitely high, are. High, I'm going to make sure y'all safe enough to go home, though. There's there's <laughs> yeah. a science to how you regulate things. I ain't going to have yes. y'all too jacked up. And I have Uber as well. Facts. I do Uber. So, Facts. you know, it's, you, you know, might be able to Supporting get... better black business or whatever. Throw a couple tips. Get dropped <laughs> off. Um, it's going to be at Mimi's Event Center on the east side. Um, I picked that because my nickname is Mimi, and it's a black-owned business, too. So, I was just like, Not a black business. Dope. All over. Um... Yeah, come dress to impress too. There's an event right for it. Just look up R Y S E Dinner Party. You can look it up on Facebook. You can follow me on Facebook, Mariah Price. You can follow my treat page, Rise Up Treats with two E's. Like and that's Rise R Y S E. It's always a Y. Always gonna be a always Y because it's Rise, like the bride, like the bread, like Bow. the bread we finna make at this dinner party. Make sure you get them tickets, y'all. Yes, make sure you don't want to miss awesome. it. You it's really gonna be awesome. Don't wanna miss it. Um, especially because here in Indy, we. It's even dope that we can get to put shit like this on. So, you know, this is once in a lifetime. Make sure you're a part of that for sure. Um, anything else? Anybody want to share anything? I'm that was that was a clutch show. That was my morning started off kind of rocky, but like this always brings me. I always feel so hectic coming in. It doesn't matter how early I get up, how much pre-planning I do. When I come and sit in here for some reason, I just get this like anxiety. (laughs) I get just coming in. So I'm just I'm really happy that y'all are still tuned in. Uh, the second episode of The Slay with Shy Sharae will be available on YouTube this Saturday at 7 p.m. Um, the this episode that you guys are watching live is going to be available on the 25th. Slay so if airs. You it. If you missed it, it'll be on YouTube. That is the Slay with Shy Sharae. S H I S H A R A I. That's me. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I love the support, you guys. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Um, I have really, I've got a bunch of different ideas for what we'll do for next show, but send me your ideas, DM me, you know, comment on the live. We can talk about whatever y'all know. I, <laughs> there's no filter here. So if you want to <laughs> talk about it, bring it to my attention. We'll definitely get it on. I thank you so much for tuning in with the sleigh. Make sure you go out there and serve life as you be black, be blessed, be beautiful. Thanks again. Peace.